place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now This issue of the Sunspots Comics podcast is brought to you by our sponsor Cryptid Zoo at cryptidzoo.com Cryptid Zoo is basically a t-shirt line that's uniquely and strangely infused with augmented reality, and it's inspired by cryptozoology folklore figures like the Bigfoot. All the shirts are designed and hand-screen printed on 100% cotton, pre-shrunk t-shirts by the artist and owner of Cryptid Zoo, our friend Julian Meyer. You gotta see it. You hover your smartphone over the shirt and it does stuff on the screen. It's pretty crazy. It just comes to life. You gotta see it. So please check out cryptidzoo.com and also... Use the promotional code Sunspots Comics. That's right, and you'll get 30% off your purchase. Most of the Cryptid Zoo shirts are about 27 bucks, so it's a great deal, and that's with tax and shipping included before the discount. So don't forget, use Sunspots Comics as your promo code on cryptidzoo.com, and you'll get a big discount. And that is C R Y P T I D Zoo.com. <laughs> Everybody, happy Christmas, Merry New Year. You are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 138, covering the best of 2017 awards to win the coveted Spotty Award. I don't know, that's the name I'm working on. Also, the new comic books that came out this last Wednesday I'll be discussing that uh, came out new comic book day, December 27th, just after Christmas. And this particular podcast will multiply if you feed it after midnight, so be warned. I am your comic book loving host, Chris Latori. How you doing? I hope your holidays were excellent. Mine totally were. Thank you very much for joining us right here. It is New Year's Day. Thank you for joining us on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope that your loved ones and you are happy and healthy and have a peaceful and prosperous 2018. And be safe out there, folks. Uh, it's cold. It's crazy. Uh, be safe and, you know, hug, hold on to those loved ones. Hug them hard. So the Sunspots Comics Podcast, what is the, what is this thing? What is the gist, you ask? Well, utilizing a whole bunch of years of comic book reading experience and present, presented in my own uniquely nerdy, positively charged way, I recommend, review, and discuss my favorite picks of the best new comic books that just came out this last week. So it's all about the new comic books. And I apologize in advance, I'm still on the tail end of this cold so if there's a phlegm sound, I apologize. <laughs> Hopefully I'll keep it to a minimum. Why do I do it? Because I love them. I love comic books and that's what it's all about. I love them entirely. Never miss any issues of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Just subscribe to it, please. And follow along on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, even the YouTube. All in one place, easy to find. One name, at Sunspots Comics. That's right, simple to find us. Please spread the word. Tell a nerdy loved one about our podcast. We would appreciate it. And of course, two fast thank yous, Nick Papa George. He's the dude that did our Sunspots Comics theme song that you hear at the very top and at the very end of every podcast. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. He is the lead singer and guitarist of his band, Solution. He is an amazing musician. Check out his stuff at solutionmusic.net. They have links there to their upcoming show dates 
and so on. If you love reggae and rock and ska, they've just kind of fused it all together. It's feel-good stuff. You're going to love Solution. Check them out. Their Facebook is facebook.com slash solutionreggae. And of course, thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori, for doing our spin-off podcast. It's called Sunspot Scene. Episode 11 is now available, where they review their the Stranger Things Netflix series, Season 2. It's fantastic. Check out that, that TV show if you haven't seen it yet. But also, Jables and Moises and Matt sit down and discuss it and review it. They spoil it, so warning. But uh, the Kung Pao 3 Delight is in full force. They talk about movies, TV shows, just of all genres, not just comic books. So if you love that stuff, you're going to love it. And at the very end, there's always an Easter egg, and they always play a little hilarious, funny, goofy game. So definitely listen to the whole thing. If you already subscribed to our podcast, it's already there. Again, it's called Sunspot Scene. It's a fun time. Check them out on Instagram, at Sunspot Scene, for all the updates. Now let's get into it. So let's jump into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 138. Starting out with the best of 2017. That's right. These are the Spotty Award winners. And let me tell you, it was a fantastic year of comics. I mean, so many good things. It was really hard to recap it. But I went into my own site. I tabulated everything. I went into all the old podcasts. I looked at all the the past top winners, which you can see all of it on sunspotscomics.com. But here's the rundown. There are eight categories this year. And the categories are top comic book TV shows, or TV show, I picked one winner, Uh, top three comic book movies, I picked three, top comic book writer, actually there were two writers, comic book artist, top horror comic book, Uh, top all ages comic book, there was top superhero comic book, top independent comic book, and that's it, there were two top independent comic books, so there's the eight categories, that's the breakdown of how the awards will go. So let's jump right into it and recap 2017 because it was a fantastic year. I tabulated all the data again. Check out sunspotscomics.com if you want to see where I gathered all of this. And these will be the glorious winners of the prestigious Spotty Award. That's right, right here at Sunspots Comics. So let's start out with the top comic book TV show winner. That's right, there were a bunch this year. And there was really only one that I sort of did not feel, oh, I got to watch all these. There's so many. It's just one that I was excited about, and I watched it all the way through, and it was Netflix, The Punisher. I'm, I'm a little surprised even that I picked it, starring John Bernthal. It really just captured the true feeling of the military and PTSD, and when a comic book movie or TV show, doesn't really matter what it is, makes me kind of desperately want to see a gruesome death of the main villain, then you know they've been doing a really good job at building a very horrible villain. And it was a very satisfying reward when the villain gets what he deserves. But it was fantastically done, fantastically shot. It was beautiful looking. It was one of the first uh, 4K HDR shows that I've seen on my brand new 4K TV. So it looked gorgeous. Didn't have that soap opera-y kind of blurring effect that some of the very high-def look and feel has. It doesn't didn't have that. It's very crisp, very clean, beautifully shot, beautifully acted. The entire cast was just top-notch, but I got to give it to them. It just edged out everybody else, including The Walking Dead, including The Gifted, including so many others this year, and Happy, to just to name a few. That was the award winner for top comic book TV show, Netflix, The Punisher. I give it my five-star, sunspot-star stamp of approval. Go see it. 
And coming up next is my top three comic book movies this year, 2017. Let me get the envelope because this has got three winners in it. There were a lot of, of movies this year to go through. So let me grab the envelope and open this up. Coming in at number three was Thor Ragnarok. Yes, Thor Ragnarok was phenomenal fun. It was bright. It was happy. It felt like... Uh, volume 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy. It was just a good time. It was kind of that buddy cop pairing moment with Thor and the Hulk. That was just a good time. I mean, Jeff Goldblum stole the show with just his wackiness. Gotta see those little end cut scenes where he's just like, Okay, everyone, revolution. We did it. Yeah, whatever. He's just so weird and goofy. And he set an odd tone to it. But it was just colorful and exciting. And the action was great. Uh, of course, when they just lay out the Led Zeppelin track... When he's on the Rainbow Bridge fighting, I mean, come on. If the hairs don't stand up on the back of your nerdy neck, then something's wrong with you. But Thor, easily the number three of the top three comic book movies this year. It was phenomenal. And coming in at number two is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Just another one that I've been re-watching constantly. That's uh, definitely a testament to the just the fun of it, the good-hearted feeling, the space opera adventure. That, that went along here. I love Kurt Russell and everything. His just smile, his charm. He's just witty. I love just the whole team ensemble that gathers so well here. And Baby Groot steals the show. Especially right from the opening sequence of Baby Groot. Just dancing. It's just so much fun. But uh, it was just feel good. It was good times. And I just loved watching it over and over. It was a buy for me on like a full formatted 4K HD 3D. The whole shebang. I put the whole investment in there. I will as, uh, with Thor as soon as that comes out as well. But a solid number two pick of the year. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. If you haven't seen it, go see it. But the number one top. The one that beat them all of all the comic book movies this year. And uh, I mean, gosh, this is a year we saw Logan. And we saw a Spider-Man movie. Those were, didn't make it to the countdown, in my opinion. I'm just talking about the top three here, but the number one comic book movie of 2017 goes to Wonder Woman. Yes, Wonder Woman, I have, uh, again, bought in all formats and have seen it the most and rewatched it the most of all the comic book movies that came out this year. And it just gave that feeling of hope and inspiration and... I mean, just talk about No Man's Land, that scene alone, when she steps up saying, that's what I'm here for, and comes out, drops the, you know, her her trench coat, and reveals the, the Wonder Woman outfit, and she's just taking gunfire from all directions, and the shield is protecting her. I mean, just describing that scene alone is giving me chills, but it was such a fantastic origin. I just can't believe we live in a world where there is a Wonder Woman movie. It's just a fantastic thing just properly acted from everyone from Robin Wright to Gal Gadot I mean everyone just seemed to be spot on with it and it just seemed to just have this aura of of love and fun and and just let's let's bring forth a, a, a female a character it doesn't matter that she's female in a proper way that uh, just gives us that feeling of heroism and that feeling of hope and it pulled it off. It's a rewatch. It it holds up. I've seen it multiple times. Uh, it's it's damn near perfect. And that's hard to find in movies, any movie genre for that matter, but especially comic book movies because they hold an extra special dear place in my heart. But it easily beat them all. It really did. Even Guardians of the Galaxy was a far number two. It just really captured everything. Visually stunning. 
even the Zack Snyder sort of end scene that was very much in the dark and felt Snyder-ish, that's fine. I enjoy that. I'm, I'm a fan of Zack Snyder and his work. I don't mind a little dark and a little, and a little creepy and CG sometimes, but I enjoyed it. Wonder Woman was the best of the best of the comic book movies this year. It beat them all. Uh, she is a power to be reckoned with. That is Wonder Woman. And thank you, Gal Gadot, for just being such so perfectly cast and just acting it so well and playing it playing it real and playing it playing it proper we see the whole uh the the movie through her eyes and she captures it so well wonder woman go see it if you haven't seen it please get do yourself a favor if you haven't seen wonder woman if you listen to this podcast 98% chance you've already seen it but go watch it again it it definitely fills you with good comic book feelings and next up is the comic book writers, top writer winners. There were two of them. And coming in at number two is Cullen Bunn from Harrow County. He also did some great titles like Dark Ark and Darth Maul and Regression, which I really enjoyed. Beautiful art by Danny Luckert. Even The Unsound, which is a weird, trippy story of what happens in this mental institution and this new character with like a, a just a paper plate with this strange, these strange eyes, just a, such an iconic villain that he's built. But Cullen Bunn, Harrow County, uh, is just top-notch work. All of his work this year has been phenomenal. It's really been in that horror genre for the most part. I mean, except for Darth Maul, which was which was great and just fun. I really enjoyed that, and it was just Darth Maul on this little side adventure to capture a Jedi Padawan to take for himself. But it was it was all it's memorable. But I mean, regression, just this strange story about this man that is having this sort of multiple personality disorder and through regression therapy, it's sort of coming out that there is this sort of strange demon living within him. But I don't usually gravitate to a lot of horror, but Harrow County has changed me in that way, Mr. Cullen Bunn. Thank you so much. I mean, Dark Ark is a weird story as well, where there is this, you know, Ark of the Covenant that has two of each demon in it basically and that's going through some sort of level of hell going where we still don't know it's kind of an early comic but dark arc through aftershock fantastic stuff but easily top writer winner of the year of 2017 cullen bunn check out his stuff he has more titles than just that i just highlighted some that i've been really enjoying this last year but the number one writer of 2017 that really just wins it all in a commanding way is Tom King for his writing mostly on Batman and just building his sort of world in the Bat family. And it's just been great the way he's tied it all together. There's just been so many moments. He's had top-notch artists. It's been a bi-weekly release from Batman to All-Star Batman to Detective. It's just, it seems like every four days <laughs> there's a Batman title that's come out. The annual, go see Batman annual number two where you sort of see what, a glimpse into what happens with the bat and the cat when they sort of flash forward and they're 90 something years old, I guess. But it's a heartbreaker and it's one that'll stay with you. One of my son Justin's Jable's favorite comic books of all time, Batman Annual number two. It's all been from Tom King. I mean, he also did just, uh, you might have seen some previous amazing work that he did on The Vision. Go look at the his run on The Vision. It's creepy and amazing. But uh, that's 2016. But Mr. Miracle is another one that's just, it's going to be an Eisner winner. Mr. Miracle, his take on that has just been fantastic. But really, Batman has been my favorite. I'm looking back right now on sunspotscomics.com to all of the top picks in the past. And it's like Batman's been number one 
or between number one and number five, almost every week it comes out. It's been solidly consistent. He's got an absolute handle on how the Bat family should be portrayed, and it's fun, and it moves fast. I mean, just the ensemble of, you know, having Clayface mixed into the whole Bat family with Batwoman, and uh, it's just... It's just working so well, and I love it all. And even, of course, uh, the now she's the orphan, but I, I just have a special place in my heart for how he's been writing the orphan, who was the old original to me, original Batwoman, and I love that arc. But it's just so much good stuff all packed in together. He's just got a, a Tom King has a perfect way of knowing how to juggle the whole Bat family and make them interesting. And it's been a, a solid, consistent top pick for the entire year of 27, 2017. Go and look at sunspotscomics.com and click on top picks of the week. And you'll see Batman is just sprinkled always in there almost every week in the top five. With those, of course, three, four titles that Batman has, like I said. But top writer this year, Tom King. Thank you so much for everything that you've done in the Bat world. I love it and you should love it. Check out Tom King writing Batman in this last year. It's been fantastic. And now a big one for me is, is comic book artist because it, to me it's about 60% art and 40% writing really when it comes down to the weight of how important a comic book is. So the comic book artist winner for 2017 is, it's a big one, i got to take the envelope out, there you go, <laughs> is Tyler Crook for Harrow County. Yes, I, he's been multiple art pick winner of the week. I always pick an artist winner. That really just makes me happy when I see it. His watercoloring style, Tyler Crook for Harrow County, is like nothing I've ever seen in the history of all comics. That I, And I've been reading for a long time, folks. Let's face it. It's like 74 years or something of that nature. <laughs> but Tyler Crook's art on Harrow County is truly inspiring. I've seen YouTube videos of his process. It's, it's pencils and pens and actual watercolors and ink. It takes him a long time. He's pretty much just working on that alone. Because of how long it takes him. I'm sure he's had to turn down numerous art jobs. Because everyone kind of wants him. I remember he spun off for a second and did Man-Thing. Covers even. Not even the, the interior work. And just a couple of covers on Man-Thing. Because it was a short run. Because his art takes a lot of time. And he puts some painstakingly attention to detail. It's just glorious. He lets the watercoloring literally bleed on the page. For Harrow County, which fits so perfectly well. It has this, like I've said before, this Americana, this Rockwellian, this nostalgic feel for me. It's like looking at classic Coca-Cola ads from Norman Rockwell. It's just, it's glorious. It's beautiful. Tyler, thank you. I will be a, a lifetime fan no matter what you do from this point on. I will be buying and collecting and reading it. And you got to read it in print, folks. It looks okay digitally, but it's something about having Tyler Crook's work in your hands especially with Harrow County I sort of uh do and don't wish for it to be sort of over for Harrow County to be over and they put it in this omnibus version in sort of a one of those like artist editions that are just extra large it'll just be in color it'll be beautiful I'm I'm just I'm begging for it now Tyler please do it <laughs> but it's glorious Harrow County uh favorite artist of the year Tyler Crook check it out if you haven't seen it and I have to mention now, a, a, just uh, the area of horror. The genre of horror has just become one of my favorites over the year. This is the top horror comic book winner. It is also Harrow County, written by Cullen Bunn and art by Tyler Crook. It's my favorite horror comic of all time. And it's this beautiful story of how 
they this Harrow County hung a witch from a tree, and from that tree, two young children were born, yin and yang, one very evil, one very hopeful and, and innocent and naive, trying to keep Harrow County alive and just and partner with these haints and destroy other haints and fight the witch Hester that is coming back very soon. It's like we're right on the verge. It feels like it's wrapping up, but I've said it a number of times. It's my top comic book pick of the week quite often. It's my favorite horror comic book of all time. Since I've been doing this podcast uh, is around when I started reading it. If I remember, it was 2015 when it came out. I want to say it's on issue 28 now, so that, that I think that lines up. But let me tell you, Harrow County is gorgeous. I know they're optioning it. I hope they option it properly with whatever movie or TV show it goes to. I hope movie, I think it deserves the full treatment, the full expense, the full look, the full say, let's build a trilogy and do it right, not a 37-issue, cheaperly done uh, TV show. I know it's the golden age of television, but uh, there's just so much content in TV, and some of it is is good, fair to good, whereas we can spend more money and spend more time and encapsulate stories, I think, a little better in major motion pictures. So that's where I hope it goes. But wherever it is, I'm going to be watching, and it doesn't matter. Harrow County, my top horror comic book of all time and of 2017. Harrow County. And next up is my top all ages comics. So this is kind of accessible to most ages. One is very, I would say, in the younger sensibility and demographic. And one is maybe in the, maybe in the light 10 to 15 range seems to be the sweet spot. But my two favorite all ages comic books of 2017, both from Archaea Comics, by the way. The first one is Labyrinth. This one I would say is maybe a little of the younger age but it's really an it's all ages at heart it's labyrinth 2017 special by archaea it was just this one shot i'm i've never i haven't been really a gigantic labyrinth movie fan but i loved this it's filled with these sweet little road trips of friendship all the little mini stories in it have just a just a moral to the story and i love that it's there's definitely this far-off, sweeping sort of adventure in this other land, and there's fairies involved, and it's fantasy feel. But even one of the the stories, it just I just I love it, where he's this one character is kind of a fox, and he's searching for a partner, a road trip uh, sort of animal, or a henchman, or a even a just a someone he can ride through his adventures. And he he is an adventurer at heart, and carries this adventure book with him. And he realizes the moral of the story is to have your own adventures. And it's just one that will stay with me and that I'll read to my my granddaughter and niece one day. It's just a lovely stories in this Labyrinth 2017 special. It was my number one pick of the week when it came out. There was watercolor styling art in there. Very Tyler Crook-esque, if you will. But it was lovely. And you don't have to know the movie Labyrinth. It's just if you wanted to enjoy these short little road trips, stories with morals that are fun and beautifully drawn. Labyrinth 2017 special. Check it out. It's just glorious. And the second one is, uh, maybe I guess, again, all ages, but maybe the sensibility of it is a little older than maybe 10 or so. But it's Jim Henson's Power of the Dark Crystal, again by Archaea, and written by uh, Simon Spurrier, and art, lovely, lovely art, by Kelly and Nicole Matthews. I've really been loving it. It's just been a lot of fun. Again, you don't have to be a hardcore fan of the Dark Crystal movie. It was done by Jim Henson, but it's just this great little romp of this this fire creature that comes from another planet that is mostly of fire to get a shard of the dark crystal to heal their fireland. And so that can cause problems in the current place that the crystal is at because it keeps 
the world together where it's at. So they don't want the crystal to be damaged. Um, taking a shard can affect the world in dramatic ways. And there's a lot of wizards and sorcerers and a lot of different sort of monsters and demons in this. And it's just so gloriously drawn. It's so colorful. And it's it's done in this dark, these purples and yellows and oranges. It's just a it's a it's a workshop in coloring. Absolutely beautiful, Kelly and Nicole Matthews. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. But it's a 12-issue miniseries. It's like on issue number 10. It's been a ton of fun. I'm going to love this collected, but I would definitely grab it in individual issues. But it's, again, winner this year, 2017, all ages, Jim Henson's Power of the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth 2017 special, both from Archaea. Both win the coveted spotty for top all ages comic. Yes. And the next category for 2017 best of is the top superhero comic book. There were two winners here. I just gave them sort of an even tie. Uh, Tom King writing Batman, which I've already discussed, was definitely a top superhero comic book pick this year of 2017. Phenomenal, phenomenal title. And the other one that I wanted to mention is Invincible from Image Comics, written by Robert Kirkman. It's my definitely... Um, my favorite it's it's coming to an end there's only like one issue left i believe it's over at 144 or 145 and it's almost there and it's just been a i can't believe it's been 10 11 years that invincible has been out but it's definitely robert kirkman's way of doing superhero comic books his own way and and flipping the genre on its head sometimes i mean at times it's very kind of hard r and gory and disgusting and overly over the top with blood etc and then other times it's also handling some very very intense adult issues like rape is in there for instance but it's just been phenomenal uh it's like i said if you want something a little different if you want something that's outside of any worries of having to think about continuity and where where is this character and was this multiversed and is there a you know what i'm saying it doesn't have that sort of the stigma of that that the big two has it just sort of has its own identity and uh mark our main character as invincible and his father nolan who's omni-man is really the heart the core of this which is family which is father and son and how that that how that affects things having superpowers and uh and then there's so many big reveal moments and there's so many sort of jaw-dropping action scenes that that keep invincible interesting and it's just been a phenomenal run, and I'll be sad when it's gone, but happy to see it sort of encapsulate a full-blown story and finish at 144, 145 issues, which is quite an achievement in itself. But Robert Kirkman, Ryan Otley on art, glorious stuff. Go and check Invincible out. It's in multiple volume collections, multiple omnibus invention uh, com- um, collections. I hope they do a mega omnibuy collection one day with all 144 issues in this 75 pound book (laughs) i'll buy it i don't care but again the two top superhero comic book winners of the best of 2017 batman and invincible in the last so here we go i'm a big supporter of indie comics i'm writing one myself so i am in there trying to be a part of the biz myself and independent comics seems to be where i spend the most of my money and the most of my time reading and enjoying and so there were two top best of 2017 independent comic book winners this year and they're equally i just give them ultimately a tie they're they're both wonderful they've both been top picks of the week Uh, the first one is from abstract studios terry moore writing motor girl it was a 10 issue series 
It's a story about this woman that has PTSD that lives out in the middle of the Nevada desert by herself. She's uh, kind of runs this junkyard. She sort of has no family and she's sort of alone. And this older woman that's kind of this grandma character is the owner of the of the junkyard and sort of peeks in from time to time and just cares for her and is kind of letting her be because she has multiple well she sees a you know there's a lot of her brain has problems she she had a um a very bad accident happen to her in the middle east and she suffering from ptsd and has a sort of friend that is a gorilla and that you understand what that friend is due to the fracturing of her mind uh, I don't want to spoil it here, but it's been, you know, the, the series is over. It was 10 issues, but also aliens are involved. <laughs> yes. How can you have a comic book in the set in the middle of the Nevada desert, Area 51, without having some aliens? And Terry Moore does that here. But he is a master craftsman as far as the cartooning aspect, the emotional aspect, the ability to write women in a positive and respectful and intelligent way. I would say he is the best of the best in that when it comes to writers in the business. There is no one besides, I'd say of the men, of course, that can write women. He is the best of the men that can really truly capture the the intelligence, the understanding, the complexity, you know, the realistic feeling of, of what a woman is like in a comic. He is the, the best of the men that do it. And uh, I, I hats off. It's just continually shocks me and surprises me and... I quite often get very emotional and tear up when I'm reading his comics, which doesn't happen very often in all the comics I read. And I read a ton. Go look at sunspotscomics.com. Look at my pull list. There's 116 titles I'm reading currently. But it's glorious. It's beautiful. It's a little hard to get. I know it's out there. They're gonna. He's going to collect it together. Uh, it's, I think there is a volume one and a volume two, which have five issues each in them. But get it. Read Motor Girl from Terry Moore. It is wonderful and beautiful and heartbreaking. And it's uh, a comic I will never forget, ever. For the history of my life. It's wonderful. And the other one is from Image Comics. It's also been a top pick. It's also been an art winner. It's also been the number one comic book of the of the week constantly. It's always in the top five, it seems like, every single time it comes out. And I want to say it's in the 20-something issues, is Extremity. Extremity is phenomenal. It's written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson. Beautiful stuff it's from Image Comics. And ultimately, he had sort of a vision or a nightmare or a daydream of, of course, he is an artist. What would happen if his hand was cut off? Where would he be? Where would he, how, what would, how would he live his life if he was not able to be an artist? And that's what he sort of builds into this world with this female character that is sort of the next in line to be this primary military leader. Her father is this current character they call the Abba. He is the military sort of guide for the family, they all have this sort of red rectangular square on their face, which seems like they're sort of born with it, like different races have that. I've, we haven't seen any scenes that I can remember that these these shapes with color are tattooed on their face, but it's a great little, tiny little tool to tell the, who the different factions are, and I really respect that as far as art goes. But it's really about this father-daughter complicated relationship. Father-daughter and son, their, their son... Uh, the main character's brother is a, a very sort of sensitive man, and he doesn't, he's not a warlike person. And so it falls upon the daughter, who has a, an, an amazing fighting ability. And with the hand that she lost in this war, she has sort of weapons she can build onto it, and hooks and knives and swords, etc. That's always fun and action-packed as well. But it's this great sort of strange fantasy world, kind of in the realm of Avatar, where there's floating landscapes, land masses that float around in this strange planet. 
And it's just constantly under war. Like the war is just nonstop and always a factor for people. They they have moments where it gets sort of quiet in these in these these loving little moments, showing how the war affects sort of regular people. And I just love the balance that he has there with action and this this again this sort of heartbreaking relationship with the with the Abba and our main character who is a girl who lost her hand in this war. But it's, um, boy, it's just emotional. The art is fantastic on it. The action scenes are top-notch. You have to see it. It's like these A-plus level action scenes and these A-plus level moments between father and daughter where they're at a conflict with each other. But they love each other at the same time. And they want to carry tradition forward. And also they blur the line between which factions are evil and good. It's like they're all just involved in this war. And there was so many of these little moments that a lot of them have even forgotten as far as like why are they fighting but it's it's just constant continual war that's taking its toll and even this crazy like war robot that's being reprogrammed by the son that again who is sort of an anti-war sort of person and that has an interesting dynamic there as well like artificial intelligence and and caring for something that is um, robotic but has sentience and there's an interesting little factor there as well and the peace loving son but great sort of character developments there's a lot of characters you'll remember here and that are very interesting and i love this sort of orange faction if i remember there's a faction in the middle i'm maybe messing the color up that is also kind of neutral and also is just trying to bring the two sides together or to just sort of undermine them both and keep the war sort of a disarray so that neither side is kind of winning in a way they're kind of rebellion ish if you will but extremity again my top two independent comic books of the best of 2017 again terry moore from mortar girl and extremity from daniel warren johnson check those two titles out they are the best stuff out there so there you go that's the best of 2017 recap those are all the spotty award winners i hope you spend some time and go get those they're worth your time they're worth your money they're beautiful beautiful fantastic pieces of lovely art that came out this year for 2017 that is my best of list go watch those movies see those tv shows grab those comics they're they'll just make you so happy and fill your life with joy trust me on this and next up i've actually got some stuff that's been floating around my nerd brain first thing that jumps up in my nerd lobes is that i saw star wars episode 8 the last jedi again and wanted to give you a second viewing mini review of star wars episode 8 the last jedi so Last time I gave it a 4.5, and it stands. Of course, spoiler alert, I will talk about a few little moments here in the movie if you haven't seen it. It's very mini-review, so it's only about a minute-ish or so. But ultimately, it stood. My 4.5 stood. My sunspots, 4.5 out of 5. And I did notice some cues that I missed, like uh, Luke's force projection, not making that cool little red salt foot mark. So he was basically floating. I also noticed the how he winks at C-3PO and kind of kind of tells him to shut up with his face <laughs> with his facial feature there basically uh, because C-3PO could figure out that he was not actually there uh, because of his sensors that C-3PO has so he had kind of winked and gave him this sort of hey shut up I know you know I'm not here that was kind of cool so seeing that was kind of nice just those little nods and those little winks that he's not really there I think also Leia knew that as well like maybe the look on her face was also kind of sadness when I saw her again knowing that this will probably kill luke so that's also sort of a small tell if you will but she has to keep her mouth shut but 
I enjoyed it again. I was not bored. I think I enjoyed it just a smidge more, but my rating stayed where it is. It definitely has some problems. I know that how Luke was, a lot of people are sort of upset about. I'm not ultimately with how he goes out, and that is important to me. And he's also a full-fleshed character. He's not a one-noted character. There are some peaks and valleys here, so they, I give them props for sort of doing something different and taking a chance, but the way they ended him is very much Luke-like. So that, to me, uh, maintains it being a top-notch movie, a 4.5. Go see Star Wars Episode Eight. I would. I even want to see it again, which says volumes. If I were sort of done, I think it maybe wouldn't hold up a 4.5 rating in my my opinion. I'd be like, yeah, two's good. I want to see it again. I want to own it. I want to watch it again. But here's a quick little ranking of the three new Star Wars movies. My favorite is Rogue One. My second favorite is Episode Seven, and my th no, my second is Episode Eight, and my third favorite is Episode Seven. It just nudges out Episode Seven a little. Episode Eight does, in my opinion because of some of the sort of risks they took to be a little different and i really enjoyed that the passing of the torch is still very much there and that's what these are for to get us to the new team if you will but we're still going to see the falcon we're still going to see chewy and r2 and c3po so there's still going to be things there but it's very much of that passing of the torch and i understand that these uh, original characters are literally um you know not with us some of them leia we miss you but there you go um the last thing on my nerd brain is that I'm actually writing a comic book. Yes, I'm actually uh, writing a comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Yes. And let me tell you, it's uh, a passion project of mine. I absolutely love doing it. It's uh, it's something I've wanted to do since I was just a, a, just a small child. And I'm doing the writing, the coloring, the lettering, and my friend Jordan Hudson is doing his amazing art. It's gorgeous. Please check out his Instagram at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. Thank you, Jordan. Your art's amazing. And go to Sounds. If you want to see it, just look at some pictures of uh, the comic book that I've created. Go to sunspotscomics.com. Click on Zombie Destroyers. You'll see that we've got uh, four pages there. The cover page, uh, five pages, the cover page and pages one through four of the comic. And even this bonus little page of Jordan's dad dressing up as one of the characters I've created in Zombie Destroyers. So check it out. Just go to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. Yes. Oh, and one other thing uh, that I wanted to mention that I love and you should be checking out is Image Plus Magazine. Yes, volume number two, issue number five just came out. I wanted to give you some of the quick highlights of Image Plus Magazine. It's phenomenal. You should definitely check it out. It's $2. It comes out every time the new preview comes out. So it's basically every three months. And it's so well done from Image Comics. They have got a handle on just showing their work in a quick and easy way, giving some splash pages, giving you even sometimes the first two or three pages of a new comic that's coming out to get you excited about it. Some great articles from Image creators. And here is just some of the highlights. Again, go get Image Plus Volume 2, Issue 5. It's out now. It's only two bucks. It's worth the two bucks. If you want a comic book magazine, there's not many. This is, the, in my opinion, the best one out there. But uh, one of the little highlights of Image Plus is that Image Expo is coming soon. It's in Portland, Oregon on February 21st. It's basically Image Comics doing their own little Comic-Con. And uh, I hope to go this year, so just a little heads up. Portland, Oregon, February 21st, Image Expo. About All about Image Comics, all about the creators of Image, and they're all there for signings. You should see the list of, of talent that's going to be there. It's amazing. Uh, next up, another highlight is an essay from the amazing comic book artist and Las Vegas resident, J.H. Williams III. He talks about the upcoming comic for charity 
called Where We Live. The proceeds go to the survivors of the horrendous Las Vegas shooting. Check out his beautiful art at jhwilliams3.com. It's gorgeous stuff, but the essay is just its just a little heartbreaking, but it's amazing. He talks about just the absolute dream team that he put together for this comic so that all the proceeds can go to the survivors of the Las Vegas shooting, but Where We Live is what it's called. He's done some amazing art himself, J.H. Williams III. He's one of my favorite artists of all time. He did things like Sandman Overture, uh, Batman, Batwoman, which is my personal favorite, by the way. His art on Batwoman is amazing, even detective comics. But it's for a very worthy cause. I recommend you read Where We Live and read his essay in Image Plus magazine. Uh, it comes The actual book itself, Where We Live, comes out sometime in 2018. They haven't officially announced the release date yet. But the list of contributors is is an absolute greatest hits of comic book talent. It's amazing. But uh, from Image Comics, Where We Live. Just putting it out there. So it's in your brain. So it's kind of floating around. But it's... Uh, a comic book for charity, you can't beat that. It's probably going to be like 10 bucks, as some of the estimations. So, another highlight of Image Plus Magazine is a sneak peek at Gideon Falls. It's a horror comic book by Jeff Lemire, art by Andrea San Sorrentino. Looks like a Constantine meets Preacher kind of thing going on. I definitely want to see that, Guardian Gideon Falls. And there's a sneak peek of Cyberforce. They're revamping it, retelling it. It's from Matt Hawkins and Brian Hill, art by Attilio Rojo. And I'm really looking forward to this new take on the 90s classic Cyberforce. So that's coming out. They give you some pages there that look excellent. And of the new comics, I think the most one I was excited about, the, my favorite of the sneak peeks, is Robert Kirkman's new science fiction comic called Oblivion Song. Ultimately, it says, 300,000 people disappeared in one day. What's next? It's uh, written by Robert Kirkman, art by Lorenzo de Felici. And that looks amazing. The three pages, the very gritty, hyper-realistic, post-apocalyptic, very just amazingly colored work. Uh, I'm most, I think, most excited of the sneak peeks that, that I read. Uh, again, it's uh, Robert Kirkman's new sci-fi comic called Oblivion Song. Looks really good. Looks like it's slated for the next couple of months. Not officially released yet. But uh, there you go. Oh, and also I have um, two random indie comic book trade paper book trade paperback recommendations yes just two random ones um you got to get these these were christmas presents to myself this year <laughs> i love the gift cards and i i love this but the first one is uh, these are both uh from dark horse the first one is a trade paperback called apocalypto girl it's written and drawn by andrew mclean mclean of headlopper uh the story seems to be she's the last girl left on earth i think and kind of how she deals with it it has this hack and slash meets i am legend feel Get it. Apocalypto Girl. Fantastic stuff. Uh, the second sort of random uh, trade paperback collection that I want to recommend to you, also from Dark Horse, it's called The Hero, Book One, and it's written and drawn by the amazing artist who I love, David Rubin. David Rubin had his own series called Ether, and he's also doing art on Black Hammer, and the Black Hammer tie-in called Sherlock Frankenstein and the Legion of Evil. Check out the hero book one from dark horse it is beautiful the colors in it are fantastic it's this fantastical tale of the origin of this sort of galactic mythical hero basically and i can't wait to re read both of these that's why i'm only giving you the gist i bought them for myself for christmas but just wanted to give you two random independent comic book trade paperbacks to get they're really super good super super good and also just a quick mention of our segment called spotlighting yes uh, I am myself an independent comic book creator, and if you are trying to get into comics, 
you are already in comics, either one, I'd love to have a little nerdy chit chat here with you and talk about uh, your motivations and how you came up with your comic. We have some great creators in the past on the feed. Just go to the iTunes, the SoundCloud, the whatever podcast you're using to see the feed and you'll see all of the amazing talent. I've had the, just the humbling, just, it's just amazing. I, I just, I'm lacking words that just, uh, Thank you to all of you that have been on the past podcast to allow me to interview you and have a little chit chat about you uh, and your creative, you know, work in comics. But if you yourself would like to just be on a future podcast, just send me a review copy of your work to my email, Chris at sunspotscomics.com, or of course message me on all the social media at sunspotscomics. We'll have you here. We'll interview you. Tell the people about your comics so people can find it, and we'll do our little part to help spread the word of independent comic book creators and just you know. Bringing the love out to you of all those fantastic comic books that are out there. So now, on to my favorite part of the comic of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I pick my favorite comic books for New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, December twenty seventh. Yes, two days after Christmas, and of course, light, super, super, super light, semi spoiler ish alert. But really, don't worry. I work seriously hard and make just diligent notes here to not spoil these comics. I mean, I just want to talk about some of the interesting points. I never discuss the last few pages. I just leave it alone. Uh, but I just want to cover some of the interesting things, some of the points that just hooked me. And I just really want you to enjoy them and without spoiling them and go and buy them and support local comic book shops. That's what it's all about here. But just in case, you've been super duper light, semi-spoilerish, alerted. Also, to just see everything recapped, my favorite picks of the week, all of the pull list that I have of the 116 titles that I'm currently reading. Um, I update my site, I compact it, I make it simple, it's easy, it's all there at sunspotscomics.com. Just go check it out from time to time, you'll see everything that's going on in the world of Sunspots Comics. Yes, sunspotscomics.com. And the art winners this week, yes, it was one and the same person. I love when that happens, I love to pick the favorite, my favorite, of course, art's always subjective, but who I consider to be my favorite artist and cover artist of the week, this week, one and the same person, Renato Guedes, at Renato Guedes, it's G-U-E-D-E-S, so R-E-N-A-T-O-G-U-E-D-E-S. Man, dude, Renato, <laughs> holy mackerel, I'm not familiar with his work, but I will be now, I will be a fan uh, for life, you've got me, Renato, thank you. Uh, he did this amazing, amazing, lovely work on Exo Man of War, issue number 10 from Valiant Comics. Just to mention, let's start with the cover. I mean, he does this this hunter, sort of bounty hunter, if you will, in this iconic fashion. I just love how it mixes, he mixes this organic and robotic qualities here. I mean, it's metal and bone kind of coming together. I mean, even in the weapon that he's wielding, it's got like a like a bone on it. And I love that look, and it's got these sort of robotic glowing red eyes that also on a, kind of looks like an emoji, in a way, if uh, if you isolate sort of the lightish pink red light that's coming from this helmet. It's gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. The dark blue and the sort of shimmer from it gives it that, that neat, like, dark blue metallic look to it. But these hunters are awesome. I mean, it's just... They're badass looking. You have to see it. But it's just this glorious blues and dark greens that this cover lives in. It's amazing. And then some of Renato uh, Guedes's just fantastic panels that were truly inspiring were like these rooftop viewing scenes where he's looking down, like sort of x-raying through 
uh, a rooftop to see our hunter team that's gathering. He's gathering the old team of hunters to go after the Exo Man of War. He's bounty hunter team. I love it. But these distant shots that he does look very realistic. There's like this sort of giant elephant creature, if you will. And it's just so very alien and like nothing you've ever seen. It's like a mixture of all sorts of animals. But the way that he does it in the distance and also it's sort of kaiju sized. He really does the fading texture, the clouds done in sort of miniature to really give it the scale. So I love those pullback long distance shots. They're just gorgeous. Everything close up too. He does this really gritty, realistic, amazingly detailed look. Uh, to his art it's very unique almost a water watercoloring feel I, I always love that in comics it just gives this very realistic look though but his detail his lines are intricate and i love the subtle realistic emotions i mean there's a lot of characters wearing helms a, a primary character wearing a helmet here but when there are some character interactions that he has that have regular faces it's very subtle but it's it's very hyper realistic the emotions are spot on but man, he goes from, like I said, very hyper close-ups to these epic layouts of these kaiju-like animals that are really super far in the distance. It gives this feeling of scale. It, it gives this otherworldly feeling. You absolutely are transported because of his gorgeous art. So easily artist winner of the week. And I will be following his work again. Follow him on the Instagram and everything on social media at Renato Guedes, G-U-E-D-E-S. Top, top winner uh thank you renato wow <laughs> i'm a fan from now on and the breakdown this week i actually read 15 comic books and only two of them <laughs> made it to the great ones com uh, recommendation list that's not a lot <laughs> but it was the holidays i wasn't feeling well you know sometimes the, you know the way you have uh your brain is is feeling it very much is sort of how you sort of view things but these two stood out for me absolutely they were top-notch uh, new number ones this week, there was only one, and it made it to the top pick list, so it's super great, which I'll discuss here shortly. So let's get into it. So here are my top comic book recommendations. These are the great ones, the two greats for New Comic Book Day, December 27th. I really do consider these buy-worthy. Just go support your local comic book shop and get these immediately. So on to the countdown. Here we go. Coming in at number two is Bonehead, issue number one from Image Comics. And I really was surprised that I enjoyed this. The sort of gist, if you will, is kind of this very futuristic science fiction sort of parkour team, if you will. But there's a lot more to that. There is this underbelly of sort of this uh, oppressive government. And I love the look of, I think they call them gladiators in this world that are the policemen, ultimately. But this is a very stylized, very interesting look to it. And it was fresh to me. It felt interesting. It felt like something I hadn't looked at in a long time. And there's more than just him sort of being a parkour person and jumping around. There's a very style to this. He has a very sort of futuristic tech. I loved all the tech that went along with this. It was surprising and fresh and very clean art lines, by the way. I got to give it up to the team here. It's created by Machine56, which is very much that on all the social media. Check that out, too. I was very interested in the helmet design that they're making. Written by Brian Edward Hill and artist Roald Marcellus, Marcellus, Sullius. I'm so sorry if I messed your name up. I'll provide links so you can see their stuff. You should definitely follow them on everything. But uh, very unique and very fresh. Like I said, the art is intricately detailed here. It's just fun science fiction, very futuristic tech. Like I said, parkour in the future, but with some, some very sort of tech-assisted fun stuff. 
I mean, the gangs look cool. There's also these little sort of factions, these gangs. I love the way that they look. There's like this sort of, I want to say they were like the, like Pumpkin Juice was the name of the guy. That is his name. Yeah, as I scroll through the pages here. But all of the characters looked very interesting. There's also this sort of tech breakdown that when you're seeing the cop slash gladiator, there's like a list of one through six of sort of what his tech is. I kind of like that. It wasn't too much. If I've seen a lot of comics in the anime manga realm that just do this all day long and there's like 40 things breaking it down. This was like five or six things. It was light and easy and it was fun to follow and you didn't feel lost. It definitely had a manga anime feel to it, but in an American way. <laughs> So that it very much made sense, and this is just the introduction to our main character Bonehead, who doesn't very speak doesn't speak very much. He kind of talks in emojis and symbols, and how does that relate to sound? I I've heard it very digitally in my head, but I like that it wasn't overly done as well. Like where they're really trying to have you interpret what Bonehead is saying by emoji. It was just like one symbol and just sort of giving his emotions really and they, everyone kind of commented constantly it was kind of a fun gag like you don't talk very much do you and i like that it, it wasn't overly done it was just a right balanced fun comic book with some great look to it and i want to see where this goes ultimately he i get this sort of robin hood feel that he's doing things against the gladiators that are really these oppressive cops and that is it's kind of parkour and where he's they're, they're rebellious in nature, but they also have an underlying thing that they're doing socially to sort of, I think there's going to be more that they're involved with and, with and bringing these sort of, the, what the gladiators are doing is wrong to light. It's kind of that realm, but it also had a feel-goodness to it. The action scenes were very clean and tight and great panels with just sort of unique camera angles. And the way the action was done top-notch there's a lot of times where the art sort of comes out of the panel or panels are bleeding into other panels but some dark heavy edging gave it a very kind of crisp clean feel to it i had a ton of fun with this i'm adding it to the pull list check it out again it's called bonehead it's from image comics gorgeous gorgeous stuff so much fun i'm gonna be collecting this it doesn't say if it's a mini series or not you're gonna love pumpkin juice the character <laughs> just from the name alone it's fantastic. I just want an action figure of Pumpkin Juice. You'll see what I'm talking about in the comic. I don't want to spoil it for you. But yeah, definite great lead-in to issue number two of Bonehead 2 coming out next month. But here we go now. The number one comic of the week. The one that beat them all. Of all 15 comics that I read was from Valiant Comics, Exo Man of War, issue number 10. And again, this was the cover art winner and artist winner with, man, Renato Guedes. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. I mean, top, top-notch work. And this is also written by Matt Kent, who I really respect as a writer. He's done a ton of stuff that's been very good. Look up Matt Kent. But the gist, Exo Man of War, he's kind of an Iron Man character, if you will, but he's a Visigoth. He's a barbarian, and he has this sort of suit, a kind of a love-hate suit with this alien tech that's very liquidy. That's kind of the Iron Man of the Valiant world, if you will. But this is the building of new bad guys. It's a bad guy squad. They're called the Hunters. They're like these bounty hunter squads, these criminals, aliens. They're getting the team back together, which is like line one in panel one. And man, there's some unique looking aliens here. Squid head looking, half robotic, half humanoid. And the team here is very interesting looking. They're also sort of have a past. There's a couple of sort of flashback scenes here with our main character and how they have a relationship and why it's important. So they're just building them, which will be interesting when it comes to to fighting exo man of war they're very much a group for hire but 
they also sort of have a code and you can tell that there's camaraderie but but you know in this group and man you get some otherworldly some interesting science fiction planets here it just sort of travels quickly to various places as they gather and assemble the team it doesn't seem like maybe the full team is assembled yet so i hope this keeps going and we don't just jump right into exo i hope they live in this world a little bit with where they're gathering this this bounty hunter group to fight exo man of war it's some great building of bad guys they're not the best but they have a code and they're they're also sort of friends so great little backstories prison breaks galore in this it has science fiction otherworldly galactic prison breaks it's great stuff i was really surprised by this from valiant they're just i've i've been loving each issue of so far but this has been one of the top picks here uh exo has been on this planet fighting this war that's sort of over this is kind of introdu introducing the next arc which i definitely recommend get it it's phenomenal phenomenal stuff exo man of war issue number 10 number one pick art winner cover art winner it hits all the marks great great stuff i mean come on now galactic prison breaks you can't go wrong so there you go that is the sunspots comics podcast issue number 138 let me lock the vault door there you go. So those are my new comic book recommendations. Those are my best of 2017's, the award winners, all for new comic book day, also December 27th. Please go to a local comic book shop, buy these comic books immediately. Tell them Chris from Sunspots Comics sent you. Go see those movies. Go see those TV shows, the best of. Get those trade paperbacks I mentioned. All great stuff in this. I packed it. It's just, uh, it's an extra special episode here. Packed with some great stuff you gotta go get. If you have any questions, or maybe you want your own personal comic book recommendation, just email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Uh, check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. Also, sign up for our newsletter at sunspotscomics.com contact. Please tune in for issue number 139 for next week for the brand new comics that are coming out January 3rd. I have a list of 13 new comics that I'm going to be reading with three new number ones I hope to get. So 16 comics I'm going to be reading. And then I'm going to tell you about the best of them next week. So definitely tune in. And just to give you a little sneak peek of some of the comic books that are coming out next week for review for January 3rd, Wednesday, new comic book day for podcast number 139, in no particular order, from Aftershock Comics, Baby Teeth number 7 is coming out next week. Batman issue 38, again, Tom King, Super Friends. It's the date with the bat and the cat and Superman and Lois. Looking forward to reading that. Uh, Batman White Knight, 4 of 8. That's another title I forgot. Again, Batman, not written by Tom King. Birthright 29. Oh, I've been loving Birthright. Uh, Blood Blister from Aftershock Comics as well. Number 3 comes out, finally. Been a long wait for Blood Blister, but I'm excited to read that. Captain America. Oh my gosh, Captain America's been amazing. Uh, nostalgic, feel-good, Americana. Captain America 697 is coming out next week. And my top indie pick of 2017... Extremity issue number 10 comes out on January 3rd. So get in there and get Extremity. It's been super, super good. And that's just... A, oh, and Southern Bastards issue number 19. Not a regular release, but I'm so glad that that's back. And we're going to see another issue from Jason Latour. Love it. Southern Bastards number 19. So that's just a little glimpse into some of the comic books that are coming out next week. It's going to be a mighty stack of new comic books. So please just subscribe to us, listen in, and please tell a nerdy loved one about Sunspots Comics. We'd really appreciate it. I will add some links to the podcast show notes, so check those out as well. But ultimately, thank you so much for listening. I hope I inspired you to get some of these comics. It was a great year, 2017. So much good stuff. If you want to give a little back, just go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review with some kind words. The both got to be sort of there. 
uh, to make it really work. Um, I'll read it on a future podcast. If you if you say a little something and give me five stars, I'd really appreciate it. I'll even mail you a little comic book fun prize. I'll reach out to you, ask for your address, and mail you a little thank you from me just for taking the time to give me a five-star review. And on a personal note in closing, it was an amazing year. From the birth of our granddaughter, MB, and our niece, Gemma, I just want to say I love you and thank you to my lovely wife, Patsy, for all of your support and everything that you've done, especially the nerdy stuff. <laughs> I know it's sometimes can be challenging to, to support me on the nerdy stuff, but you always have. You're there for me, and I appreciate it, and I love it. And I love all the... I want to say hello and Happy New Year, and, and I love you to all my family and friends. You know who you are, my close friends and my family. Uh, you guys have always supported my dream to make comic books my full-time, a full-time reality. So I just wanted to say thank you and Happy New Year to all of the people that are close to me. To my son, Justin, I'm proud of you and just keep on keeping on, Jables. Uh, I love you. And, uh, and again, thank you everyone, all of the fans, everyone that's supported uh, with social media and have written me and sent me emails of just uh, all the love and support. Uh, it just keeps me keeping on and bringing the Sunspots Comics podcast to you. So... Thank you so very much. Until next week, spend some some time with the ones that you love and go read some comics. Go read comics with them. That'd be even better. But uh, Merry New Year. <laughs> Stay nerdy, my friends, and be like water. See you next week. Bye-bye. Comics now.